business letter A, the leave of absence, number B. I'd like to move that up to the consent agenda as well for approval. Um, those two items, uh, H and I, and then you can eliminate uh, 7A from the agenda altogether. Okay, and then just to be on the record, we're gonna approve that leave of absence during the consent? Yes. All right. Okay, uh, do we have any discussion or questions on the consent agenda? I move to approve the consent agenda. I'll second. Okay, the consent agenda has been made a motion and approved or seconded. Um, all those in favor say aye. 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 All, any nay? Okay, that passes. Is uh, Clark with us? I don't see him. Okay. Okay, that motion passes. Um, we'll move on to public comment. Do we have public comment? None this evening. None? How about board comments? Anything? Okay. I, I have a little comment, but it's not much, but I, you know, I just, just a concern with the, the COVID going around, even where I work, there's quite a, uh, you know, controversy and uproar and concern. So I know it's, it's everywhere, you know, work, store, church, school, home, uh, Thanksgiving, everything. So I'm sure it's something we can overcome. Agreed. <clears throat> okay, well then I guess we can move right into the director reports. It looks like uh, Mr. Denbor is up first. All right, thanks for allowing me to speak tonight. Uh, not a whole lot. We're supposed to start sports December 28th, and WIA, um, as expected, decided to move that back. And so they still have their three separate seasons. They have uh, winter starting first, starting in February, the beginning of February. And then they have the fall sports after that. And then they have spring sports after that. So all three seasons are seven weeks long, ending June 12th. So that's their plan as of now. Um, obviously, with Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, uh, they're going to reevaluate in January to see if that's possible. And then we haven't seen any other options at this point. But it doesn't seem like they're going to be able to keep three seasons if we have to move it again. So we're just waiting to see kind of what they say there. We have football practicing right now outdoors, and that's the only sport that we have with all the indoor stuff being canceled at this time. Any other questions or anything else I can clarify for anybody? 
All right. Thank Thanks you, Mr. For... Denver. Thank you. We'll move on to uh, student support service, Mr. Castillo. Good evening, everybody. Um, I have a real quick one here. Um, ECAP, we currently have 34 students that are enrolled, <clears throat> 31 that are attending regularly. We still have, uh, you know, three, three kids, four kids. It kind of fluctuates depending on uh, uh, the week and what's going on that are still being served at home. So we're still doing uh, packets. Um, to, to deliver uh, at home. But for the most part, most of our kiddos that we have enrolled are attending in-person uh, services. So um, students, uh, especially parents, real happy that we're in person and things are going very, very well. And, and even our staff, I was telling Mr. Peterson, the, the energy that our kids give us, I mean, our staff's happier to be in person. So it's, um, it's awesome. And especially with the little, I mean, who can't get happy with three or four year olds? I'm sorry, but it's they're they're awesome. <laughs> so they're they're a joy to have and see every day. Um, real happy with the 21st century program working with Mr. Peterson and the ESD director and our site coordinator um, Carson uh, Taylor. We're able to reimagine, re rework uh, 21st century because it used to be a before school and after school program. Now it's a during the school day program. Um, so the biggest need that we had is to serve the kiddos of our staff. So with it being half day, you know, in-person instruction, we're able to revamp our 21st century to provide tutoring in two different sessions, just like we do in-person instruction. So half a day AM, half day PM. So for example, if we have, you know, teachers that have their own children who are now have in-person services, they could, those children could be in class for half a day. The other half a day could be in 21st century tutoring program so that that way our own staff can continue to provide services and we have a place for their kiddos to go and still be involved in instruction. So it's a, it's a wonderful adjustment that we were able to, to make and uh, it's so far going very, very well. Um, been really busy doing home visits, a lot of which involve checking in on kids well child checks, um, just making sure that they're okay because they're not logging in, they're not checking in, so teachers get concerned. So I go out and make sure kids are, are okay and if they need something, I'll get it delivered to them. If, if they need some sort of support, uh, we, we're just touching base with those kiddos and making sure they're okay. Um, also making my home visits with regards to homeless kids and families and also families in need looking, you know, going out and seeing how families are doing to see if there's anything that they need. Um, which leads me into my uh, final piece here is uh, our effort with the Thanksgiving food boxes. It started initially with um, the chamber, but they were limited on what they were able to do this time, this year. Um, so working with the grant that we got um, this year from the state, <clears throat> I'm working with our local Kaibi market and Arturo has been awesome down there. So I'm coordinating with him to get um, Thanksgiving food baskets or boxes for uh, some, some needy families in our community. So right now I have about 50 students that we're going to be uh, serving uh, here tomorrow and no later than Wednesday, arranging for those families to get 
Thanksgiving food boxes. So that's yeah. that's a really neat uh, opportunity that we have to not only work with our community, but also be of service to our, our kids and their families. That's all I had. Uh, Mr. Castillo, is there any way others can help, um, like financial contributions or uh, anything we can do to, to help you along? Well, luckily, with the grant that we received for um, needy families, we have it there that'll cover the cost of the food. And like I said, Arturo and the Kaibi Market, they're they're doing all the the legwork, all the labor, and putting all the boxes. Uh, together for families. So just tonight, I went out and bought uh, a bunch of boxes that they needed because they're running out of boxes down there. But they're putting all those together, and I'm communicating with the families, uh, and they're going to come in and pick them up at the store if they can. If not, I'll be delivering to them. So far, most families are, are able to make it in to pick those up. Uh, there's a handful of them that I'll have to deliver, but not not many. So I, I, I appreciate the offer, but I think it looks like we're – we're, we're blessed in being able to get this done before Wednesday. Okay. It's that time of year, you know. <laughs> yes, it is. Well, thank you. All right. Thank you. Uh, next, uh, Ms. Zavala. Hello. Um, David, are you able to share uh, the November determination letter? For me. Okay. Is, is that the Word document or the PDF? PDF. PDF. And then shortly after would be the Word. Thank you. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so uh, this is a determination letter that is uh, provided to the district every year in November that shares uh, kind of the status of our special education department. Throughout the year, we're required to complete these six items and they have to be timely. <clears throat> and as you can see, our uh, special education department has met all the requirements and we're uh, level one status. So the status goes from level one to a level four, which needs substantial intervention. And so, um, like last year, this year, we uh, have met all of the requirements that were asked of us. So um, I did give a, a send a copy of this to Heidi. So I'm sure if you want to look at it uh, in more detail, she will share that with you. So uh, now you can share the PDF, David. Okay, so um, currently um, in our special education department, we're finalizing our November 1 federal count. And we have through December 18th to finalize that. Basically, uh, they provide us with a list of students and we have to confirm that each student had a current IEP and current evaluation by the November 1 count date. And um, we had a little glitch in our system um, because we've uh, transitioned into cumulative. And I'm hoping by Monday, I'll be able to work through that and begin to certify our list. And we'll be way ahead of the December 18th 
timeline for that report. That is one of the reports um, that needs to be on time for us to keep our um, number one status. The reports need to be on time. Um, with special education and our district in inclusion grant, we're going to begin uh, a book study, which uh, is with the book UDL Now, which is Universal Design for Learning. And we'll have a team from each building leading that uh, to staff who want to volunteer. Uh, we've already purchased the books. And uh, so we have some really great team leaders at each of the buildings. They're excited to teach uh, and learn with the rest of the building staff. We also have Patron Nelson uh, from ESD who continues to work with our district staff monthly. For our migrant education program, um, I was notified there's a small $4,000 grant available to help support health and safety needs of our migrant families. And so I've applied for that uh, small grant and once we receive it, we'll be able to purchase thermometers, uh, disposable masks, other health and safety items that can support students' uh, safe and healthy participation in school. So we're hoping to get some supplies together that will help them. For bilingual education, um, most of those bulleted items, those are the items that I had shared with you prior in September. So I'm just kind of giving you an update on that. Uh, we're going to be processing a dual language district plan. And I'm hoping to get that first meeting uh, scheduled and completed before we leave for our Christmas break. Um, we have some professional development um, that's begun at our secondary schools, our middle and our high school met with Jennifer Calgill already November 17th and 19th. And they've also scheduled two more dates in December. So they'll continue that work uh, for integrated English language development with middle and high school staff. Oh. And another training that we did have to support our Spanish literacy instruction for our kinder and first grade teachers and our bilingual specialists, uh, they participated in a training that supported teaching literacy in Spanish. And I believe that's it. Any questions? Thanks, Dan. All right. Thank you. Yes. Um, okay, next up will uh, be uh, Mr. Adamson, maintenance and operations. Dale, Are I think we'll have to pass on Mr. Adamson because uh, okay. it looks like he hasn't been able to make it. Um, but I can right. I can get an update uh, email to the board um, av and available for anyone else who would like it. Hey Pete, okay. I have a quick question because uh, I'm not as dumb as I look sometimes. Are we putting basketball hoops in out there? 
in the parking lot at the far end, kind of by the, thanks, Heidi. Heidi's like, yep, that's what those are, basketball hoops. Okay, I just, I walk up there and I was like, what in the world are we doing? Because I wasn't sure, so. Yeah, that's part of the continuing um, upgrade from the grant that we received from the legislature now two summers ago. Right. <laughs> Dan is oh. under Kim Scott. Sorry to interrupt. David, if you want to unmute. Oh. Hello, all. Hi, Dan. Sorry about that, Dan. I didn't realize that uh, you were hiding. <laughs> well, I don't know why. That's the first time, you know, when I've signed in, it's been under somebody else's name. But anyway, I've got, uh, thanks for unmuting me. I've got a fairly short report. Um, I mean, I, all my my crews are pretty busy with the day-to-day -day operations. Um, you know, our custodians have fallen into a good daily disinfecting routine. That's been going well. Our grounds are wrapped up just in time for the winter season. And we'll, we'll start prepping our snow removal equipment and just uh, go through all our summer equipment one last time and put it to bed for the for a few months uh maintenance we've just been busy trying to keep the facilities up and running you know obviously uh big emphasis uh in the with the heating systems are you know starting to have a few little issues here or there but rob's doing a good job keeping that stuff up and running uh we got our hot water tank in the high school replaced that emergency tank replaced um, transportation is going pretty good. We'll welcome a few new new uh, bus dr drivers on, which helps with uh, with our shortage. And we have uh, WSP inspections, uh, winter inspections coming up here shortly. Um, for the yes, those are basketball hoops. We set them basketball hoops. That's part of the, like Pete said, the grant process. That that'll be full size basketball court. And then half of that area, the court, and then we'll pour concrete right up to the tennis court. And then the other half will be the sprinklers are, are stubbed in there and uh, we'll put grass in that. Cut them swells down so they're not as steep. Um, clean that whole area up. We've got sprinklers. We've roughed in all the sprinkler system over there where we buried the pond as well. They're uh, starting to dig the, the electricals going in the back. And then back there behind uh, Micah's metal shop where we've got some concrete going in there. There was an issue with his storage with the, the whole concrete slab caving in. Well, what they'd done year, who knows how long ago, there's an old, there's a storm water catch basin that they had just uh, concreted over well mm -hmm. the, all the ground sloughed off and drained into it because they never sealed it they never grouted that so we're raising that up to elevation and and getting it fixed and and up to snuff as part of that project so anyway that's a basic rundown any questions are we ever gonna pave yeah what well, <laughs> eventually yeah maybe <laughs> hopefully <laughs> yeah you got maybe a few more years no yeah, right we'll we'll whatever yeah it'll happen eventually all right did you get everybody in the elementary kindergarten all with hot water happiness 
Well, for the, yeah, I mean, we're, we're running the guts out of it. So we'll hopefully keep our fingers crossed and we'll keep it, keep it going. We'll see how long it'll last. All righty. Thank you. Okay. Well, next up we have Mr. Rodriguez for technology. Hello, everyone. Hi. Uh, so real quick, not too much going on. We're just in the middle of, you know, tickets and whatnot. Right now we're sitting at 31 tickets uh, for our standard help desk, which is a little high. Um, we're averaging about uh, roughly eight tickets a day, but we're only closing about five to six. So obviously we're starting to pile on, but we'll get there in time. Um, we are only sitting at three tickets, which is good for our support email, which was um, just as a reminder, that's for our public facing. That's for the staff or students and parents to email. If they have any issues with their IT, they, they email that inbox and we handle them directly. So the goal obviously is to keep that number as low as possible. And then obviously try to, the goal is obviously zero, but you know, it'll never happen. Um, the majority of the tickets we're running through is just uh, like Diane said, uh, our our, trans, our, our uh, transfer over to cumulative did not go as well as we wanted, but we're working through it. There's a, a lot of kinks we're working through, um, but that's where the majority of the tickets are coming from. Um, on top of that, uh, we did just get two new thermal, thermal scanners coming in today, so we'll be installing those um, up at the high school and then down at the middle school. Um, the 30th is a, a little bit of a, a due date for us. Uh, right now, the intermediate school is going to be starting their smarter balance testing, um, and we're working with Mr. Williams on how we're going to be doing that. We have some ideas. We'll be doing kind of a combination of laptops that we'll be able to sparse out and make sure kids are space, as well as using labs. Um, so we'll be able to get as many kids as we can tested. Um, on top of that, we will be rolling out our new pre-screening app, our Protectable app. Right now, we're using a power, uh, power apps that we've kind of built from ourselves. It's a little more manual than what we wanted. Um, but, um, with, uh, collaboration with United Health, they've actually built an app for us or not for us, but, uh, it's free. So, um, the 30th is going to be a live date and we'll be able to actually start collecting some real data, which is, which is pretty cool. Um, on top of that, the last thing, uh, our annual E-rate has started, um, and the name of the game for this year is going to be updating our access points, which are the devices that give off, uh, wireless. Um, I know after, obviously, this uh these incidents has kind of changed how we look at schooling and i know mr mr henry mr williams mr feth they're all they're starting to see what we can do with, with technology and stuff like that so uh, my goal is to get the bones ready the infrastructure ready so that way eventually when we move on to adding more computers within the classrooms in real time uh we'll be ready for it so other than that we're just uh rock and roll trying to close as many tickets as possible David, could you give us an update on uh, where you're at with hiring? Yeah, absolutely. So we've actually went through, uh, our, I, I call it the first round of interviews. Um, we, we interviewed five, five people, great, great candidates. Um, there are three that I'm looking to do a second interview. Um, as, as Mr. Jamar, the technician, my technician wasn't available at the time. Um, and we'll be doing a second round of interviews with those guys. Um, a lot of great experience. Um, the, I'm pulling a lot from the IT background, which is really good. And uh, I'm really excited because every candidate I see, they'll be able to not only do this job, but also add on to the IT portion, the, the true IT portion of switches and servers and things like that. Um, and gaining experience like that is going to be 
is going to be great. So, but for right now, we have uh, Jared Elliott. He's our part-timer technician that we were able to hire. Um, he he's amazing. He's a Kaibe alumni, and he is he is a smart cookie. So he's uh, he's been doing really great with us. So, yeah. Any questions? All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, okay. Dave. Mr. Hahn, are you up next with the federal programs? Can you hear me? Yep. Okay, good. Well, I've been working on getting our Title I information out to, uh, as required by the grant to our parents. And I want to thank Chris and CD for helping me get some of that information out there. Um, uh, part of it that I sent out was uh, through a newsletter. It's an e-newsletter that I created, and it had some Title I information in it. Uh, I've also sent out uh, some response letters to parents about teacher and para qualifications. I've received about 20 of those requests so far, and I keep responding um, as required. Um, I'd like to continue to send out the newsletter every month. Uh, I believe it has some helpful information for our students, parents, and community. Um, I just thought it'd be another helpful tool to communicate that we could use. Um, in the newsletters, an e-newsletter, I used a Microsoft app called Sway. Uh, the format is uh, such that the newsletter will be formatted to fit any screen. Uh, I can also update it in real time. And we posted it to our Facebook page, the district Facebook page. And I also shared it out to the entire staff. Um, I did get an approval on a grant uh, that helps us get reimbursed for K-12 internet access that we are providing to our families this uh, school year. Well, the grant doesn't cover the entire cost, it does cover some of it at least. Uh, I'm also working on two other grants right now that are due here in the next two weeks. And I've also been looking for other opportunities that are available to us. So I just hope everybody has a wonderful Thanksgiving. And that's all I've got. All right. Thank you, Mr. Thank Hahn. Any, any questions? Thank you. Okay, I guess we can move on to unfinished business then. Uh, the Open Meeting Act update, Mr. Peterson. Yeah, just a quick update for you. The last time that we met, I reported to the board that um, the Open Public Meeting Act um, was being considered for extension. Um, and of course, uh, in the meantime, it has got extended. Um, and so as opposed to bringing a, another resolution, this is simply an extension of the final date uh, from the previous resolutions that we started back in August. So as of right now, this um, extension goes through December 7th. Um, and then at that time or, sh or shortly before, I'm sure that the governor will make a a recommendation to extend or to uh, cancel. I think at this point it would be uh, fairly wise to think about um, that this may this may go on for a bit into the into the winter and uh, possibly even early spring with the Open Meetings Act. If anybody, uh, as I've I've said to the board and I've said to to folks in the past. Um, 
the reason that uh, the public meetings are not considered essential and are still are still held via Zoom is is well, it's exactly that. Um, board meetings are not seen as essential services for a school district. Um, if anybody has any questions about, you know, why can't we meet as a full board? The other, the other factor that goes along with that is quite frankly, um, we need to adhere to the county guidelines as far as number of people in a room and all those types of things. So, you know, we, I, I don't have a problem in saying that we've got been getting a fairly good attendance at our, at our board meetings and uh, certainly wouldn't want to have to set up a situation where we have to, you know, have tickets at the door and, and assigned seating and things like that. So um, I'm joking about the assigned seating, but uh, it, it does, at least in this sense, it, it, it doesn't limit us to how many people we can have online at any one time. So I'll keep the board though informed if there's any extensions of that uh, prior to our next meeting. Okay, and then on to our reopening update. Last yeah. but not least. And, and we kind of have a mixed bag tonight for a reopening update. Um, the first thing I'm gonna just let you know is that the K-5 um, hybrid model that, that has our, our kids coming back in for half a day in AM and PM sessions, really <clears throat> like uh, Bernardo was saying earlier about ECAP, we've kind of hit a, a bit of a groove. Um, the staff has done a magnificent job of of adjusting to uh, how kids are coming in and, and moving around the building. Um, you can't say enough about the fact that, you know, for our staff, the, the day doesn't look the same, of course, as it, as it could have. But um, when you walk through the elementary building, whether it's at the primary or intermediate, um, you see a lot of smiling faces. You see, or at least what you assume are smiling faces behind the masks. Um, but uh, there's a there's a lot of good stuff happening at the at the elementary level, and I can't commend uh, the staff, the administration, the custodians. Everybody's working really hard to make sure that that uh, we're in a safe environment and that as much learning can happen as possible. So I'm very proud of those folks, and I'm proud of the work that's going on there. Um, of course, the board uh, received an email from me last week. Um, and I spoke to a couple of you, either via Zoom or on the phone, um, with the understanding that we are going to delay, uh, based on our Department of Health recommendations from Benton and Franklin County, we're gonna delay the middle school and high school reopening. We'd really hoped that the numbers were gonna continue the way that they, they were going in September, early October, and unfortunately, we've hit a bit of a speed bump like so many other school districts in our area and like so many around the nation. So, um, you know, when I just got on to the, to the Ben Franklin County website, you're looking at, at a transmission rate over 500 now for a county. And that's, that's very significant as Dale alluded to. It's of course not impacting simply schools and their ability to reopen, but it's affecting businesses. And anywhere that there's large groups of people coming back, we, the, the county and the, the populace in general has had to make some further adjustments. So um, I would say that, that you know, when the, when the time came last time that we had to really buckle down and make sure that 
we were doing everything we could uh, to prevent transmission and our community really stepped up. And I think that's a, that's a great thing to, to ask for again. And, and I do think that our staff has been exemplary in um, following protocols and procedures and, and making changes to their, to their routines to, to allow us to stay open. Um, you know, we're in a different spot uh, when it comes to staff um, than a, some of the bigger districts because we can be severely impacted if, if staff members uh, unfortunately were to, to come into an outbreak. So, um, you know, we, we have been very, um, very upfront with staff that they're the, they're kind of at the front lines as far as prevention, as far as uh, actions that are happening that are going to impact their kids on a, on a daily basis, like they do anyway with their, their instruction. Um, and, and like I said, I really am proud of our staff and how they've reacted to this and, and made the adjustments and we're just going to keep rolling. So as, as I noted to the board, either in conversation or via email, we'll, we'll reevaluate this at our next board meeting again, uh, updating the metrics as they're coming to us from the Department of Health, as well as any changes or any continuances that the Benton Franklin Depart uh, County Department of Health uh, puts out there. Um, and then as of right now, um, as I stated in my phone calls home and my, e my emails, we're looking at the earliest would be uh, following Christmas break, um, assuming everything is, is looking really good for us. But again, that's something that we'll take a look at in December and uh, take some input and, and, and as well as answer any of your questions. Um, one of the things though that that I want to make sure that people realize is first off with the delay for middle school and high school, that doesn't mean that we have to change a couple different things. We do not have to change anything that's currently going on at K-5 uh, based on the county recommendations. And that also means that we don't have to, at this point, uh, impact any of the small group uh, work that's been going on, meaning our special education students, um, our homeless kids, our ELL students, anybody who has been coming in to get extra help uh, in person in small, small groups, meaning uh, including any adults that would have to be less than five. So um, those types of scenarios will not, will not be impacted at this point, um, which is a good thing because those are our highest, uh, most at need students that we're still going to be able to uh, still be able to serve as, as needed. So we've uh, gotten to a bump in the road, obviously, and having to pause our reopening plan. But I think that, that uh, as we get through the holidays moving forward, um, I think that we'll be able to, uh, to hopefully go back into what our plan is and in, in bringing in our middle school and high school students. Uh, we just have to knock on wood and, and hope that uh, not only our school community, but our, our community as a whole and our region as a whole uh, make some of the adjustments to the routines to allow us to do that. So at this point, with regards to reopening, I'd invite any questions from the board that you guys have and uh, be happy to answer them.
Well, one thing's for sure, that was one of our scenarios that we we had on the plans all along. So I guess, uh, you know, plan B is always good to go back to. Well, I agree. And I think it was quite frankly impossible at the same time that, that we see the county rates going up. We saw a noted increase in the age group demographic between 14 and 19 um, with the, the rates that those those kids uh, were transmitting was significantly higher um, to the tune of about four times higher than it had been even a month ago. So um, it's, uh, it's a slippery slope because nobody likes to, to not be in school, but at the same time, uh, we have to take everyone's health and safety, that of the kids, our staff, as well as the community as a whole into account. So we'll get back, we'll get back on the horse though. Pete, for the um, December 14th meeting, can you give us kind of an idea of how many of our students are not um, logging in, not engaged in the remote learning? And then also, what's our plans? You know, I heard um, David talking about prepping for assessments, um, but what is our plan for assessment for those kids that are um, in remote learning? Well, I can, I can hopefully have some more up-to-date information. The assessment situation is in a state of flux at the moment. Um, the one thing that we do know for a fact is that the state has told us that at least as of, you know, November 23rd, uh, the state assessments will be happening. And, and we're going to have to have to hope that uh, the online capacity that the state has within their windows is going to be sufficient to allow uh, the numbers of students statewide that were, are required to be tested that will allow that to happen. Um, in the meantime, there's a lot of rumors out there, quite frankly, to be honest, um, about uh, what testing could look like in the springtime and, and hearing a little bit of, of shakiness from the state. Um, but I think that's going to that's gonna be something that's going to be at least a, a month or two months possibly away from hearing any any final decisions on assessment. Um, I think the biggest the biggest concern, of course, is anytime that you give give any type of a high stakes assessment, which is definitely is over the internet over the course of a defined time period, the, the chances of having some issues grow exponentially the more and more kids that you get online at the same time. So um, we're going to just go with the fact that the state's going to get it right, and uh, I know we have the the IT staff and the the instructional staff to make it happen. Um, we just need to make sure that all the I's are dotted and T's are crossed before we get into that season. So um, where they count for real. And is that the only um, testing that we're doing? Are we going to do? I guess it's not the map testing. What's the other one that we do? A uh, star test? Yeah. Yeah, we've we've had some kids going through the star test as, at the elementary grades as they've been coming back in. Um, I have a I have a hunch, an educated hunch that the reliability on those assessments is not going to be the highest, especially due to you know, we, we had fall benchmarking taking place online. Then we have winter be benchmarking for some who um, 
are doing it in person for the first time. Um, and again, in the spring, all things being equal, we do the spring assessment as well using a star. But, um, you know, that's one of the conversations that we're having, I think, as a system is also taking a look at the information that we're going to need in the future. Um, you know, I, I wrote to our to our staff and a couple of the school board on it that as we get more and more kids coming through our system, this is not going to be a one or a two year fix. And we're going to have to have a, a significant ability to, to perform diagnostics on kids to really tell us where the instructional holes are that have been created as a result of this pandemic. So um, as we explore those options, of course, I think there will be a point in time when we need to bring that before the board and talk about what is our, our K-12 system going to look like in general moving forward. Um, the STAR test, while uh, certainly has some advantage to it, I think, uh, quite frankly, from a cost standpoint, it's, it's good bang for the buck. Um, however, it does not have some of the same diagnostic leveling ability that some of the other tests out there do. And quite frankly, we're going to need it. Um, there will come a time sooner rather than later, I hope, that we get back to the business of educating completely and, and making some determinations about academic needs that, quite frankly, has been lost in some of the shuffle over the past months. So at some point, we're going to need that. And I think that right now we're up for debate whether the STAR is going to be able to handle that. So uh, not only that, but with regards to our, to our special needs students, any of our, our population students that are served by federal programs, we have some pretty strict guidelines of making sure that we know where they're at and know where we want them to go. Um, and depending on the grade level, depending on, of course, <laughs> whether there's a pandemic going on, Sometimes those things kind of get lost in the shuffle and, and they really, really can't anymore. Um, we've got to have a system in place that regardless of the, of the model that we're in, we're able to get some realistic results as to where our kids are and what they need going forward. So that's a, a discussion that's going to be happening this winter and into next spring with the idea that we'd be rolling out uh, a system for diagnostic assessment over the district uh, for the 21-22 school year. Any other questions, comments, suggestions, criticisms? Hmm. I can just tell you that it, as far as those assessment discussions go, it was really nice to talk about something that wasn't COVID related for a few hours last week. Okay, well, that brings our meeting to a, a close. Uh, we finished all the items on our agenda. So we'll go ahead and adjourn this standard board meeting for the evening. And thank you very much for attending. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Don't forget emails. <laughs>